listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Hello there, and welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast. I'm your host, <laughs> Chase Moffitt, and I'm joined today by two fine young men. Thank you. Brian Bowley, Brandon Long, and Greg's in the back eating chicken still, but, you know, he'll be here eventually. Hi. <laughs> He's here. Um, this is great. A new host. Yeah, I mean, I've, one episode. I've, been, I've been working up for this for years now. Yeah. I finally You've made been it. Been training. <clears throat> been training, yep. Should we give him the pay raise for this particular episode? You better. <laughs> <laughs> like, do I get some extra red vines? Is that what you're saying? All, you can have all the red oh. vines. Instead I even of got five a, red vines, so 50 red vines. When you're in that position, Brian, so Brian is sitting where I usually sit, and you only get three red vines per episode. Per podcast. Do. Okay. So, also, you have to yawn and ba- basically fall asleep. Every episode. Every episode. That's what I do, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Once it hits 2 o'clock, I just can't hang. I'm telling you, intermittent fasting. I don't know. Don't hit I, a wall. I yeah, it, I've been experiencing there. that. I'm on week three. I am on fasting. like month two, <clears throat> and I feel great. I feel like I sleep so much better. I'm doing uh, noon to 8 p.m. Same. And... And I haven't even eaten at 8 p.m. once. I usually eat dinner or eat that final meal probably around like 7 or 6.45 sometimes. Last night I ate at 6.30. And then I didn't eat till like 12.30 today. But I, I'm seriously sleeping so much better. And, I mean, it might be TMI, but typically in the mornings I Here wake up and have, to, and have to poop really, really bad. Yeah, like I yeah. ne- immediately need to run to the bathroom. I feel like that might be really normal for people, but intermittent fasting that has i don't do that anymore which i've been enjoying yeah i went like three days without <laughs> pooping and i'm like wait i a don't know if that's i don't good. know if that's okay <laughs> really but it really does like things change yeah yeah okay yeah i i mean that's like it's like an hour a day between all of them that i get to just sit there and think i know but you normally just do that at work <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, that's that's eight hours of sitting <laughs> i haven't yeah. even changed much what i'm eating mm-hmm. um I'm typically eating the same things that I was before I was intermittent fasting, but it, it really is making a huge difference. Just like not eating as much. You don't need to eat as much as you normally do. I, I feel so much better already. It's. I um, totally agree. And I, I kind of mm-hmm. eat like crap mm-hmm. until this was the first week. I'm like, okay, let me dial in what I eat. And I'll let you know how that goes. Okay. He was that eating. Nice. He was eating a salmon and avocado salad yesterday. Today, like, that sounds no, really healthy. Yeah. <clears throat> Two days salmon. Now. I've been mm-hmm. eating salmon. Salmon's good for you. I I fasted from ten o'clock this morning to like one thirty today. Today, it's not bad. 
from what time to what three time? and a half hours like 10 o'clock this morning to like 1 30 yeah. three and a half dang, hours dang three 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 and a half most yeah. people can't wow. go more than two so congrats thank um, you i can really tell my metabolism is just doing good things it's through the roof i don't know if up or down is good so <laughs> he's gonna start yawning anyway. <laughs> he's gonna start, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna see this yeah so bryden we're i'm, I'm stoked to have you in here you did a, a hike you're a resident through hiker how many resident through hikers are in Ogden? Would you say like twenty, thirty, De- like legit? De- definitely not twenty. Yeah, I know of um a few. I know that there's a really th- before I through hiked the PCT, I was getting coffee in Eden at that little coffee shop next mm-hmm. to the grocery store, mm-hmm. and um I bumped into this older guy, probably in his fifties, who had hiked PCT, the CDT pacific northwest trail and who knows that was three years ago so who knows what he's hiked now but he was a uh like a carpenter out there in in the valley but so i know of him and then uh there's another guy named cam sullivan in the area who's hiked some trails um other than that i I really don't know of other through hikers that doesn't mean that they're not here but that's as as far as i know there might be another person but I can only count on one hand the ones that I know. And you qualify them by, like, the big trails, PCT, CDT, uh, Appalachian Trail, AT. Um, Maybe. What, I, what's the minimum I can through-hike to be considered a through-hiker? Like, like, I did Adams Canyon on Monday. You're a through-hiker then. <laughs> no, Sweet. Well, how do you know how I hiked it? Through, <laughs> you got dropped off at the top. I went from the yeah. I got helicoptered him <laughs> from the top and, then and walked all the way through. So, call me a through hiker. Uh, I don't know how to classify what a through hiker is. I guess if you've done, let's say there's like a well established trail that's over 100 miles. I guess. Um, yeah, I, I would say that that is a through hike. It's got the definition of through hike. I don't really know how to describe that I, I don't know i'm not the decider but i would say yeah if you if you but hiked... it's like longer than like like if you did is what about the you the, the high was it the uinta trail the, the high, uinta highland trail? highland trail is that through hiking i would say that that would be a through hike yeah if you completed it end to end whatever that and it's uh, only a couple <laughs> weeks maybe right uh, uh probably a week. a week probably a, a week. week i think okay. it's 125 miles maybe something like that i don't know i was thinking about doing it next month actually Wow. Um, okay. If you got, if you guys want to go, yeah. Hey, Brandon, go. can I have, can I have some? What did you say? Eighty-five miles. Eighty-five yeah. miles. Is it really? Gotcha. Okay. About eighty-five um, miles. But I need to look at the snowpack and see what's going on mm-hmm. in the Uintas because maybe it was a really heavy winter down there, or it wasn't. And if it wasn't, mm-hmm. it would be great to hike it in June. Yeah, but. no, it really would be. Now, uh, but we, we've we had you on to talk about some of your, your CDT experience and your um, Pacific Crest Trail experience, but I don't think we ever talked about Annapurna Circuit. Uh, No, I don't think we ever did either, now, or, the, the, or that whole trip or anything. And that's anything just like that. south of Salt Lake? Uh, just uh, almost. It's it's. <laughs> let's say you're in like Layton and you turn right. We got toward the uh, the Salt Lake. Out to the great, you, you eventually the great will reach, Annapurna Circuit Lake. Reach Nepal. <laughs> if <laughs> you go far good. enough. If you go far it. enough. Um, but yeah, in uh, 2018, I went on um, a really big uh, international trip. I went to Sweden and hiked a trail up there, and then 
I was traveling around Europe for a little bit, not hiking, but just sightseeing. And Which that video is on YouTube or Vimeo. Yeah, I have two videos on YouTube of my hike in Sweden and then another one of my hike in Nepal. So if you want to see that, um, you have to know how to spell Kungsleden. Yeah, um, K-U-N-G-S-L-E-D-E-N. It translates from Swedish to English as the King's Trail. Or the King's Way. Simba hikes the Kung Kung mm-hmm. Yep. Simba yeah. hikes. So Simba's your trail name. That's my trail name, yeah. Um, that, that um, you know, you don't give yourself, right? Trail, that's no. The rules. If you gave yourself a trail name, that's kind of whack. Because I think I, I would be Lando Carizian. That's what you would name yourself? That's what I would name myself. <laughs> I like that trail name. <laughs> you can drop a hint and I'll be like, you know yeah. what? I'll give you this trail name. I really like Star Wars characters. Yeah. So. <laughs> just uh, Darth Vader, just please. <laughs> please. <laughs> uh, just, I have no idea what I would call myself. But, okay, so Simba hikes and then you did the Annapurna Circuit. How, what, like, did you, you were just like looking up hikes and it was like, oh, this, will, this looks fun. Um, Not really, actually. Uh, so when I was on the pacific crest trail i um i was hiking i i'd made this friend and her name her trail name was splint and she's from canada she's on salt spring island in this tiny house anyway she was really really cool and i had a really good time hiking with her and uh she said that she spent like six six uh months in nepal or something like that hiking all the different trails and and she had mentioned that one really good trail to hike in Nepal is the Annapurna Circuit. Mm. So that was kind of the the first in- introduction to that trail or that uh, trek in Nepal. So ever since then, I thought, wow, I really want to go. I want to go somewhere abroad. I want to go experience a different culture. I want to, you know, see the tallest, be in the tallest mountains in the world, the Himalayas. Yeah. yeah. And, what elevation is Annapurna Circuit? Um. W- it's a really interesting uh, trail because you start out um, at pretty much the altitude we're at now, like 4,500 feet in in Kathmandu, and then you take a bus to another town that's kind of like around like 6,000, 7,000 feet elevation. And the trail, uh, the trek does this big horseshoe shape um, starting in the rainforest in the foothills of the Himalayas and then into the Alpine and then into like the glacial um i don't know it sort of in the glaciers of of the mountains and you're on this pass and then you come back down and keep descending altitude over the course of like 10 days back into the rainforest so um it ranges from 7000 feet altitude to the highest point i was at was 17785 feet okay so we're at 45 right now so you're but it starts around 7 it starts around seven. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that answers the question a bit easier, but yeah. Yeah. It starts, it starts around 7,000, which I was talking to somebody at the shop earlier today. Um, I talked to so many people, maybe it was <laughs> Matt where, Oh yeah. 14 ers in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, yeah, but you started like 10. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not starting at four. No, you're you not know. starting at four. Yeah. yeah. The four, there's so many 14,000 foot peaks in Colorado um uh yeah and you you would start at like 10,000 feet to hike up to the top of them sometimes 11 or 12 by the time you're at the trailhead so how many miles and how many days did it take you to do Annapurna circuit the circuit is about 175 miles um and it took Aaron and I about three weeks to hike it 
with with a side trail to a lake called Talicho Lake. Now you don't normally, uh, normally through hikers you go by yourself, but this was with a friend partner. Yeah, this was with, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Some sometimes people do through hikes with a partner or with um, a friend or you know like some sort of a co- companion to go into the uh, adventure with someone else. Um, but the hiking that I've done has always been alone, except for this one in Nepal with with Aaron. Would you do? Like a really long hike with Aaron, like the CDT with Aaron. With Aaron? Yeah. Yeah, I probably would. Yeah. Because you have to have, do, a, <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me, you have to have the right personality. Right. To be with somebody that much. Yeah, Aaron is awesome. We, we were pretty good friends before um, we went to Nepal together, but like one day um, I was just planning on my computer. I'm like, yeah, I might go to Nepal and like check out this hike, and I was just like, I think, I just said you want to go <laughs> just kind of like on a whim expecting him to say uh no i don't know or like expecting him to say yeah i want to go and then probably bailing um not not that <laughs> that's usually like, the case is that, how most of us act like, that's yeah, how totally most... down and then as it gets closer you're like oh i got a thing yeah <laughs> exactly yeah that's how something, most people are something came up in next year and i just can't make it happen exactly no, props to aaron man that's exactly awesome. aaron fully sent it so i just said do you want to go and he's like yeah i want to go and then we kept talking about it and talking about it. And then eventually he really he really bought a ticket. He, he bought a plane ticket. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going to Nepal with Aaron. So <laughs> we went and it was kind of cool because I, uh, I flew from Madrid to Kathmandu. So um, I, coming from Europe to Nepal and then Aaron flew from Salt Lake, except he flew around the opposite direction that it, that oh, I did. Wow. He flew to China and then to Nepal. So we met each other halfway across the world, literally, That's but we went crazy. in two different directions around the world, wow. which was really cool. Yeah. And, um, so I got to Kathmandu a day before he did. And I went to the hostel. I was really tired and it just got some rest. And I knew that Aaron was coming in that next day. So, um, I had texted him the hostel information and everything, but, um, I think he was having problems with his cell phone or something like that. So one day, so it, it got to be that night and I was just walking around in Kathmandu uh, in all the, um, towards all the shops and all the restaurants and stuff like that. And I was like, I really just don't know where Aaron is. I, I hope he gets here. I don't, yeah. last I knew he was in China. So, but then I'm just walking around and then, I mean, this is crowds of people, crowds and crowds of people. And then all of a sudden, I look to my left, and there's Aaron standing there, no with way. a with a backpack on his chest and a backpack on his back, two two bags, and he's just like looking like lost. <laughs> and I'm like Aaron, he and then he's is. like Bryden, and he was like so excited oh to see me. I'll never forget that moment. That was so fun. That's crazy. Yeah, it was really cool. I would <clears throat> I would do any trip with Aaron. He turned so anyway. We weren't super close before that trip and then we spent a whole month in nepal together and we really really got really close it was a really good trip yeah at least that's good because you don't want to go the other direction no it didn't it it we we really bonded it it was a really good trip yeah that's sweet what was your i guess nepal's probably quite different from any other place you've traveled you mentioned europe and yeah i know you've done the um Kungsleden, mm-hmm. a little bit different than Nepal. What was your first impression of Nepal? Um, yeah, there's a lot to unpack there because I had never. I went on this like uh, 
retreat trip with this girl that I used to date probably like uh, five or six years ago. We went to Mexico and we went into a really, really, really uh, low income um, poverty neighborhood and we built this house in like four days. So that was my first time ever like being exposed to like real poverty and people, I, I guess like a third world country you could you could call it. So that was my first time ever being in an environment like that. But that was a while ago. So when I got to Nepal, um, it was just so drastically different. It, it, was, it was really, really dirty. There was people everywhere. There was like, it just felt like there was garbage in the streets. And it, it, it was just way different than what I'm used to. Um, so when I first got there, I was really, really uncomfortable. I um, embarrassingly, for the first week I was there, I had thought that I made a bad decision going there, which is, it's embarrassing to think that, but I look back on that now, and that was just a growing period yeah. for myself. So, like, it was just uh, culturally way different than what I'm used to. Um, yeah. Totally. So you speak, like, so highly of this trip, and you loved it, mm -hmm. and you never really mentioned, like, that part. Like, you yeah. made a mistake. What changed? Like, why did you leave the trip saying, wow, that was, like, one of the coolest things I've ever done? Done. Mm -hmm. Like, what, what, what changed? Um, I think it was more of this thing where, um, like I said, the first week I was so um, uncomfortable. I always thought I was going to get sick from the food or I was going to get sick from this water or um, I, it was really dangerous to be there. All these kind of um, heightened uh, emotions because I was so uncomfortable. But then as a week went by, eventually I just... Um, I guess I just got used to it. The humility kind of set in of what I was experiencing. And I realized like, this is where these people live and I'm going to like adapt to this culture and, and be a part of it. So I think why the trip out there was so amazing for me was because there was such a big learning and growing curve, um, that I took away from it. Um, it made me really appreciate everything that I have living in the, in the U S and my family and my friends and, all the things I'm fortunate with. So I think that that sure the trail and the mountains and everything like that was fun, but more so the actual experience, the cultural experience and the growing that I had from the trip. That's what I really took away from it the most. Sweet. Do you, do you journal outside of using uh, photographs with your camera? <laughs> not really. I, I, not really. I really so you journal through imagery. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I write some poetry that's not really it's not public I have like little poetry books I have a journal that I used to journal in a lot but other than that no it's mainly video and photo for sure I just because those experiences and I guess the picture says a thousand words mm -hmm. but if you can put some of that down while you're there and then I just noticed whatever I feel I always feel like writing when I'm on vacation or backpacking and I'm right. like I feel like writing for some reason. And then I'll go back and I'll read that later. I'm like, I do not remember thinking that or <laughs> Wow. You know, like See. that came out of my head. That's interesting. Good or bad. But you know, it's like that's a bit I you forget what you and you forget a lot, in yeah, other words. You um, do. And that's the thing. I I need to journal more because I remember growing up uh my mom and sister would always be like look here's uh, uh grandpa's journal and like this is what he said on this vacation to italy or he said this or he said that back in in the 50s or 60s and i always thought that that was so cool and 
I want to start journaling because um, I think it would be cool for my grandkids to read what I thought in 2020 yeah. or something like that. But you can vlog. I vlogged because you're so good at video. I mean, you could Thanks. you could vlog. It would be awesome. I did a vlog for my daughter of a camping trip we went on a couple of years ago. And I watched it the other day, and, and there's a dog that we have. Uh, his name's Harry, and I forgot we even took Harry on. But he's oh, in yeah. the he's in the vlog, and I said to my wife, I'm like, "Hey, do you remember taking Harry?" Because a lot of times we don't we put our dogs uh, our our we have a family member that has a kennel, and so it's, it's just easier to kennel them, and then we go do our thing um, for a lot of vacations. And so this one particular camping trip, we're like, "Hey, we can take the dogs on this. So let's take Harry." So we take Harry, and then I forgot. I forgot he was even on the trip <laughs> until I watched the vlog. I'm like, holy crap, Harry That's was so on crazy. the trip. Yeah, but if you would have asked me from memory, I would have been like, oh, yeah, no, he didn't go. Like, I don't remember. That's so funny. Yeah, vlogs vlogs definitely do the trick. But how, but journaling is also important, too. How did your kit change from uh, being, uh, being in America, PCT? Mm-hmm. And um, I guess that was the only one you did before that, huh? Um, right and, and then so what changed when you went over there to a little higher elevation or i don't know maybe it was similar but um well i know i remember uh i was using a ula pack the pack company up in logan uh to hike the pct and i remember on the pct i got so much better at packing my stuff up in the morning in camp that i would have this large amount of dead space in my pack so immediately for this next trip um i knew that i was going to get a smaller pack it it just made so much more sense if i'm carrying everything i need and i have all this dead space in the pack then i'm carrying too big of a pack um so i went i switched to a smaller ula pack that has never happened to me by the way really (laughs) brandon takes an 85 liter pack and he thinks i need more i've got space (laughs) yeah what can i take (laughs) That's Take so my, funny. My Coleman two burner stove. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> a TV. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I switched to a smaller ULA pack, um, and that fit all my stuff pretty pretty well. But as far as stuff that I had with me inside the pack, it didn't really change too much. I had pretty much the same setup that I had on the PCT. Maybe. Um, I got a different Western Mountaineering sleeping bag. I got a Western Mountaineering jacket, um, some different base layers, stuff like that, just like standard standard stuff. But mm-hmm. the thing about the Annapurna Circuit is that when you're hiking, <laughs> you got some ketchup on the shirt. No, it was my, when I was carrying my food in from the car, I had Greg's like seven years old. <laughs> He's like spilling his Can't milkshake on anywhere. his t-shirt. I must have, I must have 40 minutes ago, but I just realized it. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's awesome. It's a nice shirt, though. Yeah, it's a yeah. nice shirt. It was. <laughs> it's a milkshake shirt. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so on the Annapurna Circuit, you don't need to carry a stove. You're. Oh, do you hostel? Or... Do you what? Hut? Oh, oh, hostel. Um, yeah, that's it's, the thing. Is it more hut to hut? Yeah, it's very okay. much hut to hut. Um, it's Euro style. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. So you can you stay at a, a tea house, and typically you can offer. Um, if I buy breakfast, lunch, and dinner here, 
uh, or if I buy breakfast and dinner here, can I stay for free? And most of the time they say yes because everything in Nepal, the way that they work, it, everything's for barter. Mm. It, it, the price that's on the tag isn't necessarily what you're going to buy it for. So you can you barter, and that's how they work there. So anyway, you immerse yourself in that in t- type of thinking. I and, would suck at that. I'd pay full price for everything. Really? <laughs> <laughs> they they immediately because they they spike the price of what they actually want for it. So yeah. if you paid what they were asking, they'd be like, "All right, sounds good." They'd be really happy. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no. Everybody would know. Get that guy. He's yeah, yeah. He yeah. pays full price. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you can you can have breakfast, lunch, and dinner at a tea house the whole way on the Annapurna circuit. Mm. Even at the top. So of, did you take a tent? I took. I had a tent, but the reason I had it was, um, I had just come from hiking the Kungsleden in Sweden, yeah. and I was using a tent on that trail. Okay. So it was just in my pack, but I never took it out the whole time we were in Nepal, not oh. even once. So. But yeah, you can be in a tea house for every meal. It, it, it's the whole way. Well, let's wrap with this. What uh, if Chase wanted to go, mm-hmm. which I kind of think he would go. I think he wants to go. What's the best piece of advice <clears throat> to give bef- for someone doing the Annapurna circuit? Would it be with airfare? Would it be the actual hike? Would it be the the culture? Like what? Um. My advice for there's a, there's things to touch on with all those things that you just asked with airfare, culture, gear, um, but I think the first thing I would say would be um, be okay with being uncomfortable in a new cultural experience, um, and then also dress a lot warmer than you anticipate. Okay. Yeah, dress pretty, warmer. Pretty cold out there. <laughs> yeah, very cold. Yeah. Something about being at seventeen thousand feet. Cold. <laughs> There's something just about that. <laughs> that not, wait a minute. That's like weird. It's cold? Like, yeah. What? Something about being in the Himalayas. <laughs> oh, also another thing I'd like to say is, um, plan on actually staying longer. <laughs> yeah. I. It's really easy to get a visa there. Um. You oh, just, did you glimpse Everest? I never saw it. No, oh, okay. I wasn't close enough. Um, there's all these different um, sections of the Himalayas, and Annapurna is just a section, and then the Himalaya, or I'm sorry, the uh, Everest region is like two regions to the east. Um, so I never saw it, but the thing about Everest is that it's just the tallest peak in that mountain range. Mm-hmm. It just kind of blends into all of them. It just happens to be the tallest, so it has the most attention. But it, if you were to like look at the mountains, you you might not even know that it was Everest. Interesting, yeah. That's what people said while I was there anyways. Yeah. I never saw it, so. Yeah. But. Interesting. Well, Annapurna is a pretty gnarly mountain in and of itself. It's, by, sti- statistically, it's the most dangerous mountain in the world. Mm-hmm. This, the, the um, ratio is that one in every three people who try to summit it um, don't come down. It's they wild. died. One it's, in every it's, three. Wait, is that wor- <clears throat> is it worse than K two? K two is one in every four. I always thought K two was the most dangerous. Annapurna's. I have just been Have you have you been up Mount Ogden though? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> have you been up the stairs? At no, the, dude. You're thirty. <laughs> Somebody died in Mount Ogden. He was a student at Weber State who was. I remember uh, that. A, a little eccentric. In fact, Cody knows him. Cody knew him. One. Uh, he was a little eccentric, kind of a different guy, and, mm-hmm. and like so, people yes, people die hiking. 
No, no. I didn't actually know that. Yeah. So. <laughs> what's yeah. What's Ben Lomond like right now? Can you go? Can you hike, hike to the top of Ben Lomond? I believe yeah. so. Yeah, you can. You'll probably cross some snow fields, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Really? It's the snow level. The snow line's going up pretty quick. Yeah, it's there's pretty much depleted. I feel like on this on the south face, from what you see in town, it's pretty much just snow free. Yeah, totally. And even on the the east face there, east west, not east west, northeast, northeast. Whatever, yeah, it's pretty much. Yeah, it's like you don't hit solid snow until close to the saddle, and then it's like sporadic snow on the north side. On um, if you're hiking from the divide, you guys probably. No, no, we can't I can, hear you. If, I can hear you. If you're hiking yeah, from but the, the divide. Yeah, the podcast can't hear. If you're hiking from the divide, <laughs> um, you'll only hit snow as you get close to the saddle, and there's just like two. Snow close to the saddle. Two long, you know, maybe 50 yards of snow on one of the. Which is really kind of the f- one of the fun times to go. Mm-hmm. Especially like I, t- I like to take my dog. And my, the dogs love the snow up, up high. Because it's hot, and they love to slide in it. And, and where there's snow, there's not rattlesnakes. Mm. So. Oh, yeah they've, yeah. they've all moved down lower where it's warmer, huh? Well, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just don't like rattlesnakes. I haven't seen one yet, and I've been on the trails, but I see people posting pictures of them every day. Yep, yeah, every day. So. Greg looks like he's got yeah, a photo. Yeah, he's <coughs> pull up a photo right now. There's a video for you. Oh, yeah, right in the middle of the trail. When was this? Huge. And he's, oh my, oh, no. I can't even look at it. It's, oh my gosh. He's just, freaking huge. Ooh, oh, that's, a, that's a big guy. If you're like trail that. running down that, oh my, and they, look they, how they blend they in. They blend too. right in, yeah. When I was in. Uh-uh. Yeah, that's that's crazy. <laughs> um, I, I, So when I was on the Pacific Crest Trail. In the desert, I saw a lot of rattlesnakes, but um, I was in Northern California, and at that point, yeah, there's rattlesnakes up there, but, like, I thought it was pretty home-free from, like, experiencing snakes on the trail daily. Well, you saw rattlesnakes daily? Uh, no, not daily, but I did see, like, 12 in the desert. Mm, I don't know if the PCT's for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... But it, this one day in Northern California, um, I'm hiking on the trail, and immediately I, I hear like the rattle of a of a rattlesnake, and it was it was decently far away from me, like from he, from us to the door, let's say like 20 feet away, and this thing was huge, it was massive, and it was it was like dark, it was like gray and green, which is a Mojave green, which is oh. one of the most poisonous of the rattlesnake family. And I remember I picked up a pine cone and, like, tossed it at it underhand just to, like, kind of scare it and get it out of the way. Yeah. Before the pine cone even hit the ground, it it uh, it tried to bite it. It was that aggressive. It, like, yeah, no struck thanks. it. Yeah. It, yeah, it, before it even hit the ground. It was crazy. I have a video of it. I'll have to show you. Huh. Can't yeah, watch videos I, in a podcast. I don't like rattlesnakes. Um, that was fun. Thanks, Bryden. Appreciate it. If you're yeah, thinking you. about uh, some trails to do, the Annapurna Circuit is, I would I would put it on maybe the, like, uh, well, I'm, I don't know if I should say this, but, but it, like, you don't have time maybe for a PCT or CDT or the commitment level there. That would be a great, a great starter through hike. A lot of people on the Annapurna, um, it was their first ever 
time like really backpacking mm. so um as far as like experience level goes um it's it's not very you don't have to have very much experience to hike the annapurna it, it's a challenging hike as far as altitude and like uh the level of difficulty of the trail but um but you you don't need to walk like 10 miles a day you can you could do the annapurna with like five miles a day if you wanted to which most people who backpack do five plus you know, oh yeah that's day. true yeah but but that's good to, that's great that's yeah. awesome yeah for sure it's an amazing mm. experience i i recommend it to anybody very cool thanks bryden um chase take us out man you're the you're the guy um if you like the podcast <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for joining us on the podcast today uh if you like it go ahead and give us a four star review five star five star, five star. Five star. <laughs> not four five, five star. star chase is okay this is the last <laughs> time been demoted um visit us online <laughs> gear30.com follow us on social at gear underscore three zero found out if you're searching for us on spotify and, and maybe you have to do I the the gear, gear 30. 30 podcast but you're already listening to this so so you already know but tell your friends yeah. tell your friends is this live no 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 not live greg will totally clean this up <laughs> yeah. okay he's not gonna clean this up <laughs> yep well um yeah well see you on the next podcast <laughs> see, later. see you out there Whoops.